It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. It's a Tuesday morning. You've got Joe Welke here on Wax 104.5. We better get started on our work today, get our chores done with just like with you. And, you know, it's cold out there. On my drive up, my thermometer on my pickup said 18 below. And I don't know if it's been a long time since I've seen it that, that, I, that I have seen it that cold. But boy, bundle up out there. Don't spend a lot of time out there. Make sure your cattle have waters. I thought we were going to get by unscathed, but we had one frozen waterer last night. But we got the trusty hair dryer out and got it all thawed out right away. So... It was, uh, got those cattle watered. The other four were just fine, but I had one that decided to ice up on me yesterday. Thank goodness for my daughter. She came out and she's the, the thaw of the waters, I guess we'll dub her, but she gets the hairdryer out and we put it down, uh, down the pipe and get it going. And boy, thank goodness that it thawed out for us. But we've got a lot of chores to get done today. We're going to talk about state officials going to UW-River Falls to uh, find out a little bit more about the Humane Handling Institute that's just been set up. And we're going to talk about the U.S. food dollar. I came across some charts that are, I think, kind of interesting to find out where the average U.S. food dollar goes. And we're going to be talking some cheese, the championship cheese contest is less than a month away. And our longer audio today is going to be about community-supported ag farmers. You know, fresh market, getting those seeds planted, and it's cold out, but boy, it'd be a good day to flip through those seed catalogs and figure out what you're going to plant in your garden and beyond. But before we get to all those chores, we're going to be talking some weather. Right now here in Eau Claire, we're at 16 below, and it feels like 16 below, so it is calm. And I noticed the moon when I came up. It was almost full, but it was quite bright. Today, our high is going to be 14, so we're going to make a 30-degree jump. But it's going to start to be breezy with partial sun. Tonight, 4 Tomorrow, 22. Tomorrow night, 7. Thursday, we're not gonna, we're gonna be dropping, we're only gonna make it to 15. Friday, we're gonna make it to 7, and it's gonna be cold again. And I believe the nighttime weather is gonna be below zero again. Saturday, 29. Sunday, 28. With clouds and a chance of snow on Saturday. And Monday, 36 and mild. So we're going to make quite a turnaround here in just, you know, seven days, six, seven days. But today, right now, bundle up. There is a wind chill advisory out there. Make sure those kiddos are bundled up and put on your wool socks and get out those long johns again because we're not quite ready to be putting them away. So that's a little bit about what we're going to be doing for chores this morning. Of course, we've got markets to get to, but we better get at it and get some of these chores done. I bet that Bob is going to wish that he was somewhere on a beach when he gets back in the area. He should be back 
later on this week, but we still have a lot of chores to get done. And don't worry, we'll keep doing those chores whether Bob is here or not. But our first chore here on Wax 104.5 at 501 is to hear some national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Three Memphis EMTs are being fired over the death of Tyree Nichols. The Memphis Fire Department said the first responders violated multiple department policies when they were at the scene earlier this month. The department said the EMTs responded to a call of a person pepper sprayed and they did not perform an adequate patient assessment beyond the pepper spray effects. Five Memphis police officers were fired and later charged with second-degree murder in the death of Nichols during what started as a traffic stop. Two others were relieved of duty. The U.S. will not be sending any F-16 fighter jets to Ukraine. Brian Shook reports. President Biden was asked that question after returning to the White House Monday and responded no. He didn't elaborate or say the U.S. might in the future. The Ukrainian president recently said his country needs more weapons just days after the U.S. and Germany agreed to supply modern tanks to Kiev. I'm Brian Shook. The Justice Department won't provide details to House Republicans about the special counsel's investigation into President Biden's handling of classified documents. Lisa Taylor has more. The House Judiciary Committee, now led by Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan, demanded the agency turn over all documents and communications related to the investigation, including correspondence with Biden's attorneys and the appointment of a special counsel. The DOJ declined that request, stating it will withhold that information until its investigation is complete. Attorney Merrick Garland earlier this month appointed a special counsel in an investigation into classified records found in Biden's former office and Delaware home. I'm Lisa Taylor. And four pending sex abuse cases against R&B singer R. Kelly are being dropped. During a news conference, state attorney for Cook County, Illinois, Kim Fox, announced her office no longer plans to pursue the state-level cases. In 2021, Kelly was convicted on racketeering and sex trafficking charges and was sentenced to 30 years in prison. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's temperature time of the morning. Here in Eau Claire, we're at 16 below, and it feels like 16 below, so it's pretty still out there. Medford Medford and Rice Lake, 19 below. Wausau, 13 below and clear. Green Bay, 5 below and clear. Marshfield, 13 below and clear, with La Crosse at 9 below. Madison is 10 below and clear, and Milwaukee is sitting at zero, so no temperature but clear. But today we're supposed to be getting up to 14 degrees with the breeze picking up and partial sun. And tonight, 4 degrees. Tomorrow, 22. And tomorrow night, 7. There is a wind chill advisory out there. So bundle up those kiddos as they wait for the bus. And I feel for the teachers in the school districts because I know that you're probably going to be inside today and inside recess. And sometimes that gets a little challenging. But here at Wax 104.5, we better keep moving on with our chores. And up next will be our markets. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's our first market time brought to us by Rural Mutual Insurance. We'll start out with our cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 147 to 163 and a half with mixed at a dollar to 146 and a half. Choice fed beef heifers are 146 and a half to 155 with mixed at 97 to 145. Choice fed Holstein steers are 130 to 148 and a half with select and silage fed steers 97 to 129 and a half. 
Cows are 65 to 102, with bulls at 78 to 108. Butcher hogs are 73 to 93, with sows at 37 to 44. Boars are 10 to 22. Unshorn market lambs are 105 to 132, with feeder lambs that are dollar to a 220. Ewes are 60 to 90. Small goats are 10 to $170. Medium goats are 115 to 230 dollars, with large goats at 150 to 300 dollars, and nanny goats 30 to 220 dollars. And sliding on over to the Mercantile Exchange. For our futures markets, live cattle for February 158.75 up two dollars and two cents. April 163.35 up two dollars and fifty two and a half cents. And June 159.47 and a half up a dollar seventy. And our feeder cattle markets for futures March 183.92 and a half up forty five cents. April 188.27 and a half up 72 and a half cents. May 192.72 and a half up 87 and a half cents. And August 206 up 90 cents. And that market is trending upward. And our lean hog markets for February 75.15 down 72 and a half cents. April 86.52 and a half down seven and a half cents. May 95.02 down a dime. And June 103.15 down 25 cents. We're going to look at our Chicago Board of Trade. Corn for March 6.82 a down a penny. March oats 3.93 up a penny and a half. March soybeans 15.29 down six cents. March soybean meal, $484 a ton, down $3.50. And March wheat, $868, down 5 cents. And our dairy markets, barrels, 158, up 2 and 3 quarters. 40 pound blocks, 188, down 8 cents. Gray double A butter, 235 and a quarter, up 8 cents. And our class 3 milk futures for January, 1945, a down 3 cents. February 1794 down 12 cents, March down 20 cents to 1781, April 1802 down 16 cents, May 1849 down 6 cents and it's trending downward through the end of the year. And that's our first look at markets sponsored by Mer- Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we are keeping it rural. Well, we're going to take a look at our farm news. Last week, state officials attended an event at UW River Falls to help put a focus on the university's newly started Humane Handling Institute, which is the first of its kind project. The Humane Handling Institute will train meat industry workers how to treat animals more humanely as part of processing in Wisconsin meat packing plants and will help to expand and upgrade the meat processing industry. Students enrolled in the Humane Handling Institute will have hands-on training that they will use to work in the meat industry. Funds from Tony Evers' $5 million meat talent development program support the Institute as a partnership between UW-River Falls and the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. And we, I told you we we're going to talk a little bit about the food dollar. So a record high percent of the U.S. food dollar is spent on food, on the food services industry group in 2021, 
According to data released by the USDA Economic Research Service Food Dollar Series, 33.6 cents of an average U.S. dollar spent on food produced here in the United States went to food service establishments in 2021. Businesses included in this category are restaurants and other food-away-from-home outlets. An increase of 3.5 cents over 2020 and the highest value in the USDA dollar food dollar series. Other industries taking part of the average U.S. dollar include food processing, 15.2 cents, retail trade, 12.7 cents, wholesale trade, 10.7 cents, farm production, 7.4 cents, with transportation, energy, finance, and insurance, packaging, and advertising industries rounding out the rest of the average U.S. consumer's dollar spent in 2021. With less than one month remaining until the renowned 2023 United States Championship Cheese Contest, dairy manufacturers across the country are ready for a robust robust competition for the coveted title of U.S. Champion. The Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association announced that 197 makers of cheese, butter, yogurt, and dry dairy ingredients in 35 states submitted 2,249 products across 113 classes for evaluation. The event will take place February 21st and 22nd at the Resch Expo Center in Green Bay. A ceremony announcing the 2023 U.S. champion will be closed to the public, but cheese lovers can watch the event live online at uschampioncheese.org. And I, you all know I love my cheese, so it'd be very interesting to find out where the champion cheese is going to come from this year. Well, we've got a few more chores to do, and then we are going to be hearing from Charity. She talked to Sam Tilton. He is fair. He's part of Fair Share Community Supported Ag Farmers, and they're going to be talking about seeds and looking through those seed catalogs and getting ready for planting this spring. So we better do a few more chores and then we'll get at it. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Just because vegetables aren't growing outside right now doesn't mean that the community-supported agriculture farmers are just sitting around. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Sam Ashwald Tilton, fresh market vegetable specialist for Fair Share CSA Coalition, provides insight into what those farmers are doing during the winter and how customers can prepare for this year's season. A big thing growers are doing now, and usually excited about every year, is looking at seed catalogs and equipment catalogs of all kinds. And growers need to order, you know, thousands of dollars worth of seeds, worth of transplants, not to mention flies such as potting soil, roll cover, tractor tires, greenhouse plastic, you name it. And so there's a lot of time in the office ordering those things. And the other big thing is crop planning. How much are you going to grow? Where are you going to put it in the field? How are you going to rotate where it's getting planted year after year to avoid disease? How much fertilizer do you need to apply? You better order that. You better have your soil test ready. So there's a lot of things to be doing in the deep dead of winter. But the other thing is farming during the season is a rush. There's so much to do. And so a big thing that CSA growers do this time of year, I hope is relax a little. 
little bit because in a few months, you know, that won't be able to happen. So that would be in maybe um, January, February. And then already at the end of February, some of those greenhouses are getting fired up to start longer growing spring things like uh, onions and leeks maybe. And as time goes on into uh, March and into April, all sorts of other transplants will be started in the greenhouse. Maybe cabbage and tomatoes and kale and peppers, all sorts of plants that will go on the ground. And then maybe about the, the middle of April, of course now with uh, climate change, you never quite know, but maybe about the middle of April, farmers will be able to get into the fields and work the soil for the first time where it won't be too wet or too cold. And they'll put in seeds that can take the cold things like peas and carrots, beets, that will start growing. And then, you know, you're off to the races and the season's begun. What are things that CSA members have to think about that others who aren't maybe involved in CSA may not, whether that's, okay, what happens if the year's going on and I don't have as much produce as I need for the amount of people I have paying to get my produce? What are some of those thought processes that these members are having to go through? Uh, A big thing for someone uh, wanting to sign up for a CSA is first ask yourself, is CSA right for you? There's absolutely wonderful things about CSA, but it's also different from being able to pop by the grocery store whenever you want and get whatever you want. People that sign up for a CSA are going to go on a seasonal journey. And what I mean is every week for maybe 30 weeks from the 1st of June till the 1st of November, they're going to have a box full of, say, 10 different kinds of vegetables every week. And they're going to watch how the season progresses and those vegetables change. And also at that time, they're going to be in a relationship with their farm and they'll probably get a weekly newsletter and the farmer will tell them what's going to be in the box that week. What can they expect next week? What's going on on the farm? What things are going well? What are challenges? And they're going to watch the season unfold and have that relationship with the farm in that way. So those are some questions to ask yourself. But another big question is to ask your potential farmer. And you want to know things like, what's their experience? Is this their first year CSA farming? Just like anyone, they'll probably have some kinks they're going to have to work out. And and you might experience that through the vegetables in your box. Or have they been farming for 5, 10, 30 years and they have a reputation of consistent production? And then ask their growing practices. Is organic produce something that's important to you? Do you want it to be certified organic? Uh, Can the farmer give you their word? Do you want to visit the farm? Or is conventional practices something that you want? And that'll change, you know, what farms you're looking at. And then ask a hard question. You know, you can say, if there's a drought, if there's a production issue, what have you done in the past? How do you think that might be addressed? And then you guys are just on the same page. And once you've committed to a farm, things that you want to ask yourself to kind of be ready and be searching for the farm that's going to work for you are things like, what pickup locations do they offer? Are you willing to drive, say, 20 minutes away each week to pick up your share or can you pick it up at the store you know three blocks away from you what share type is being offered for example the traditional csa share will be once per week for maybe 30 weeks june through november maybe 20 weeks but some amount of weeks but you could also do maybe an every other week share you might do a worker share where you go to the farm and work on the farm in exchange for all or part of your share you might do say a green share where you just get spinach and lettuce for a little bit and then the other thing is uh, many csa farms will have bought in from neighboring farmers things like bread and flowers and fresh fruit freshly milled grains cheeses, syrup, eggs, meat, and you can really sometimes get your whole diet through your CSA share like that. 
So you're thinking about the pickup location, what share type is going to work for you, and also the share size. Do you want a full share that might feed your family of six every week, or is it just you and your partner and a small size might work? What size do you want? And what are the options there for signing up? So for example, some CSAs are going to offer custom boxes where the farmer will put out what is available each week, and you can go on the website and choose exactly what you want in your box, and it'll get packed like that and delivered to you. On the other hand, other farms have more of a traditional model, which is easier on the farmer, and the farmer chooses from what they have what's best to give out that week, and and the customer always gets the freshest. And then the other thing to ask yourself is, what's the season? Do you want vegetables throughout as long a period in the year as you possibly can? What farms are offering something like that? Or do you maybe want vegetables at the peak of the season, say August and September? How can customers sign up to purchase their a share of a CSA farm produce, or how soon should they be signing up ahead of time to make sure that they're on their list, or does it vary depending on that farm? The value of CSAs and the value of an economic relationship with one's farmer was really proved over the pandemic, I think. And I remember, you know, I live in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, but I remember at the stores where there weren't things on the shelf and some things just weren't available for long periods of time. And we all made out okay, you know. But I know that at that time, the interest in CSA membership went through the roof. And the reason is because that's a relationship with a local producer where the safety of the food and the um, production of the food is, is much more stable. A good time to sign up is as soon as you know that you want to be a member. Different years, the, the membership list will fill up sooner or later. So feel free. Each farm is, is going to have a website typically, and you can go on that website and easily learn about the farmer, learn about their production practices. You can learn about all the options for CSA delivery and prices and all that, and you can even often sign up right on the website. Some good resources for that. I work for the Fair Share CSA Coalition from Madison, as well as UW Extension, and the Fair Share website has a really great tool called Farm Search, and you can just go to csacoalition.org and uh, look at the the farm search button. And there's a big map of the state and you can type in your address and all sorts of different things that you might be looking for. Share sizes, share types, how close you want it to your house, things like that. And you can search and it'll uh, spit out different CSA farms that fit those criteria for you. If you really want to meet a grower though, hopefully you're lucky enough to have a winter market near you. A lot of growers have maybe storage crops at this time, maybe crops that can be grown indoors like microgreens. And if you go to those winter markets, you can oftentimes meet your local producers. And that's a great way to get to know them personally, which can be a lot of fun, especially a lot of CSA farms will do uh, on-farm events, say a big dinner or potluck at the end of the season. And it can be really fun to get to know a farmer over the years. On the farmer side of things, how can new farmers who are interested in becoming a CSA go about that? Or what is the benefit of being a CSA, whether that's financial, things that you can talk about or anything like that? Vegetable growers are the fastest growing type of farmer starting in Wisconsin. And luckily, the state's investing uh, some resources to help those farmers. So for new farmers that are interested, there's several organizations that offer support and connection with other farmers. So that would be organizations like Fair Share CSA Coalition, UW Extension. Another one would be Wisconsin Farmers Union, Marble Seed for Organic Growers, the Wisconsin Fresh Fruit and Vegetable Growers Association for Conventional Growers. There's so many groups out there, farmers, government, nonprofits, etc., that want to help growers succeed and want to connect them with resources. The reason that a lot of beginning growers look at CSA is the financial stability. From a consumer perspective, what you're doing is you're allowing a farmer the stability that they need to start up. And you can imagine how hard it is to start any business, but especially something like farming that requires so many skills and so much capital investment. 
uh, and so much to learn, you know. And when members invest in a farm as members, what they're doing is they're giving the farmer the financial foundations that they need for that year. And in turn, the farmer shares with those members accordingly all the, all that produce. And so it really allows a farm stable growth. Fair CSA Coalition, along with UW Extension, have uh, a fair few projects both for farmers and for CSA members. One of the most important things I know about CSA is that it's fun. Every week you're opening up a new box, you're seeing different colors, different flavors, you're looking up different recipes, combining them in different ways, connecting with your family around food, connecting with a farm around food, watching the seasons change. Being a CSA member is a lot of things, uh, but being both a member and a farmer can be a lot of fun. That was- and that was charity and Sam Tilton. And boy, is he excited about the community-supported farmers. And getting that community support out there, you can kind of put your two cents worth in and get a lot of benefits back. We better get a few more chores done, and then we'll be hearing from Rocky and Premier Livestock. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And as promised, I've got Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock on the line. Hey, your first comment. Bob might as well not come back this week. Well, I'm not going to hold my breath because, like I said, last time I tried to call him, he didn't answer, and I haven't heard from him since. So Might be be good reason for that. (laughs) Maybe. That's okay. We'll just keep writing script and showing up, I guess. So what happened at the market at Premier? Thank you. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is uh, yesterday, Monday's auction shaped up. We sold a little lighter run yesterday with the cold weather. We sold 800 head of livestock. Uh, fed cattle traded stronger. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 135 all the way up to 152 on the Holsteins yesterday. Selects, 122 to 134. Choice B steers and heifers, 142 to 156. Market cows traded stronger. High yielding cows from 82 to 97. Uh, most of the other cows from 68 to 80. Market bulls high yielding 87 to 99, lower yielding 86 and down. Organic market cattle sold every Monday, very strong, mostly from $1.05 to $1.26, lower yielding lightweight, $1.04 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves yesterday strong again, mostly from 100 to 220 per head. Your beef calves 175 all the way up to 395. Today, Tuesday, we'll have a regular feeder cattle auction. We're expecting around 200 head of feeder cattle. Uh, we'll also be selling uh, baby calves in all classes of market cattle. Then uh, two dairy cattle auctions coming up this week. We got one Wednesday and we got one Thursday. Uh, Wednesday we got a good herd of 50 Holstein tie stall cows, 80 pound average on test, been over 35 years AI. Uh, we're going to have 75 registered Jersey parlor free stall cows. There is a full catalog on those cows on our website. Uh, many top loads of fresh Holstein parlor free stall cows. Then Thursday it's going to be a one owner dispersal, uh, 415 head dispersal. Uh, we are not accepting other consignments for that sale. One man's cattle that day. Holsteins, red Holsteins and registered jerseys. The Holstein herd's going to have an 85-pound tank average on 2X. Uh, going to have all the heifers come along with that deal. It's going to be about 185 of them heifers. Lots of A2, A2 tested cattle that are A2, A2 positive. Lots of details with pictures on both these dairy cattle auctions on our website. 
website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Any questions, give us a call, 715-229-2500. Can't make the sale. Uh, we do do order buying for you, and we do have online bidding through Cattle USA. So any questions, feel free to give us a call. Uh, Jill, that's the way it shaped up. Wow, your market on Thursday. That 415 head, does that pretty much top you out for your capacity up there? No. No, we've uh, we've had bigger ones than that. I think we, the biggest one I had, I think, was 700. So Okay. Well, I was yep. just curious. Yep. 400, that's a, you know, that's not just a walk in the park. Yep, yep. So, yeah, it's going to be a busy week. We should have uh, about over 700 dairy cattle this week. So. All right. Well, I better let you get it back at it. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Jill. And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. Keeping busy over there in Withy. So here we go. We got to do, oh, you know what? I think we might have time for Mike from TV 13. I think we always have time when it's this cold, Jill. Well, I know. And <laughs> here's my question for you today. Uh-oh, what's that? <laughs> How cold does it have to be before you're willing to go outside and do the forecast? Well, I mean, this one, my producer made the call on it, and I think that it was a very smart call. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not on the patio today, but I would say anything that might be above zero, I'd be willing to go out there. But also in the summer when there's lightning and I tell people to stay inside, that's another moment where I'm like, yeah, if I'm telling you to stay inside, I'm not going to be outside myself. Uh, so anytime that I, I tell people it's probably not best to go outside or at least to bundle up quite a bit, uh, that's probably when I'm going to be inside myself. Well, I think that's a good plan. It's kind of the <laughs> do as I do instead of do as I say, right? Yeah, that was the thing that my parents used to say when I was a kid, do as I say, not as I do, and that used to get under my skin quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's hear about that not-so-warm weather. Yeah, so we've got a bit of a roller coaster ride ahead of us, so we're obviously starting off very frigid this morning with a mainly clear sky. Now, we'll start off with sunshine for today, but a few clouds will roll in into the afternoon, and most of us will be climbing anywhere from about the upper single digits to about the mid-teens. Now, tonight, a few of us will be dipping a few degrees above or below zero with a partly cloudy sky. Now, tomorrow, we'll have some intervals of clouds and a few peaks of sunshine, but warmer Relatively speaking, of course, getting closer to average as we do warm it up into about the low 20s. But then we have another weak clipper system moving through that won't really have a lot of moisture behind it. So we may see just a flurry or two out of this going into early Thursday morning and uh, possibly through the overnight on Wednesday. But mostly sunny on Thursday with highs only into about the mid-teens. Back below zero for Thursday night and into the single digits for Friday. Then we have those winds out of the south yet again that will cause our temperatures to rise on Friday night. And by Saturday, we may have just a chance at a brief snow shower, but mostly cloudy otherwise. Very breezy with our highs climbing to the mid to upper 20s. We'll have that again on Sunday. Highs possibly reaching the low 30s with a mostly sunny sky. And then more clouds roll in on Monday with highs reaching the mid 30s. So that'll be a lot warmer than we are right now with a mostly clear sky and a temperature of negative 17 in Eau Claire. Yeah, negative 17. Yeah, that's uh, not exactly uh, tropical weather. No, and I think of, I worked in the school district for 15 years, and I think of those kiddos, you know, they have to do the inside recess. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that gets a little trying for the teachers because they just don't get a little separation that they need. Yeah, that is true. My wife's a teacher, and I am I feel for her on days like this. But you know what? It's going to turn around. It has to. Of course. We're already working into February here tomorrow, so... 
We're almost there, Jill. Yep. Where every day is one day closer to spring. That is correct. All right. You have a great day. You too. And that was Mike Dandria giving us an update on our weather. It's pretty chilly out there. Bundle up, get out the wool socks, and pull down the hat and put it in lock. We better get some more chores done, and then we'll be hearing from Morgan. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got Morgan in the house, ready with her news, sponsored by Ag Country Farm Services. Good morning, Morgan. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We're going to talk a little bit closer about a case in our area and an update from the Menominee Police Chief. Eric Atkinson has provided details about a home invasion that led to a fatal January 21st shooting of a man by police. You may have seen this on the Menominee Police Department's Facebook page. He's asking two things of the community. Atkinson is also requesting privacy for the victim of the home invasion. Please consider having grace when talking about the officers and the decedent, whether it be online we're out in the community. Everyone involved has family and friends that are irreversibly and traumatically impacted by the events on January 21st. The shooting by police is being investigated by the Wisconsin Department of Justice. In other headlines that stay in our state, we approach the bench where Mark Jensen will not tell a jury in his second trial for his wife's death his side of the story. 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster. And what do we know? Jensen's defense rested its case yesterday without calling Jensen to testify. He's on trial again for his wife's 1998 death. Prosecutors say he poisoned her. And in 2008, he was convicted. But the Wisconsin Supreme Court later overturned that conviction and ordered a new trial. Closing arguments begin later this morning. The jury may get the case by this afternoon. I'm John DeMaster. Wisconsin's Department of Natural Resources is asking people to be careful after four snowmobile deaths in four days. All four happened between last Thursday and Sunday in either Vilas, Oneida counties. That's in the northern part of our state. Now, two of those came when riders missed a turn. A third was a crash with another snowmobile and another saw a pickup truck hit a rider. And all four deaths are under investigation. Well, the flat tax debate bounces back and forth. We'll show you different sides so you can decide. They've been talking, but still plenty of distance between Governor Tony Evers and Republicans in the Wisconsin legislature. On WQOW's Capital City Sunday, Evers rejects a Republican flat tax. Uh, We don't need to be spending uh, our time and effort to provide the wealthiest of Wisconsinites with an extraordinary large tax cut. Now, as we show you different sides so you can decide across the aisle, Senate Majority Leader Devin Lemmy, who's saying... It's important to keep discussions open because tax reform is just vitally important. Ever says the state's current progressive tax system is a good one. Lemme, who says it's uncompetitive with other states. I'll get those cheese heads ready. City of Plymouth's Chamber of Commerce has announced a new summer festival that you might want to be a part of. It'll celebrate the city's status as cheese capital of the world. Cheese Capital Festival will be Saturday, uh, June 24th. Plug right in there nicely with the dairy breakfasts, right? Live music, downtown cheese theme parade. Oh, yeah, that's all part of the scheduled activities. And as you layer up in the Long Johns today to head out for chores, though, those temps are chilly. It is National Hot Chocolate Day, so you might want to fill up that Stanley Thermos with a little bit of that and uh, take it with you. Warm yourself up until Mother Nature decides to help you do it, right? And we head back to the barn, bundled up with Joe Welke and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Thanks, Morgan, for that update. And uh, good advice. Bundle up. It's well below zero. We need to get some more of those chores done, and then we'll be sliding on over to hear from markets. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
And it's 16 minutes before 6 o'clock, 17 below zero, and it's time to hear from Hot Eamon and Sparta Equity. Fed cattle selling steady today with the high-yielding choice beef steers and heifers 157 to 166. Choice and select beef steers and heifers 146 to 156. The dairy cross steers 138 to 153. The high-yielding choice Holstein steers 137 to 145. Topping at 146. Choice and select Holstein steers 126 to 136 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and heavy steers 125 and down. Cow market steady with the high-yielding cow 75 to 85. Topping at 88 and a half. Cutters and utilities 59 to 74 with the low union and canner cows 58 and down organic market today with results from the january 30th sale most organic cows bringing 110 to 125 topping at 127 the thin and small organic cows 89 to 109 with the organic steers and heifers at 118 to 133 bull market steady with most bulls bringing 81 to 91 with the thin full and bulls over 10 discounted at 80 cents and down calves today sold by the pound with a steady market with the quality Holstein bull calves bringing a dollar to two dollars per pound, the quality Holstein heifer calves ten to sixty cents, the quality beef calves two thirty to three eighty, with the light and park quality calves ten to sixty cents per pound. Just a reminder: our next sale will be Wednesday, February first, starting at ten a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hunt Aim to Equity Lives in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. For those who work in acres. Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And I knew that everybody is waiting in anticipation to hear from a Jerry Fitzgerald and Equity Stratford. A little cool over there. Well, good morning to you, Jill. Uh, yeah, I guess it's all relative, but 15 below is, you know, it's, it is what it is. And <laughs> But I did, you know, mention that we're supposed to get up to 14. That's like a 30-degree difference. You're talking 14 above. Absolutely. Oh, that's, well, we'll be down to our shirt sleeves pretty soon. <laughs> Just about. <laughs> Tell me what happened at the markets yesterday. Yeah, we better do that. Jill, thank you, and good morning, everyone. Summary from yesterday, Monday, here at Equity Stratford. And we'll start out with the cow market. These are conventional-type cows. Uh, uh, High-yielding, fleshy Holstein cows in yesterday's auction were selling from 75 up to 84. Most of the cows yesterday were selling between 55 and 75. Thinner cows, like carcass cows, below 55. On the bull trade, better-quality bulls, 85 to 95. Lighter-weight bulls, 82 and below. A lot of calves at the market yesterday, bull calves selling on a very strong market. Good quality, 92, 130-pound bull calves, uh, 100 up to a top of 230. Heifer calves, pretty limited demand yesterday, mostly $40 and below. Beef calves yesterday also very, very strong, 185 to 395, topping at 410 on the Black Angus beef calves yesterday. Just to note, in this very cold weather, uh, very limited demand for your younger, lightweight calves. So if you're shipping calves this week, folks, make sure they're good and strong, uh, because like I said, very limited demand on these lightweights. Anyway, Tuesdays here in Stratford today. We start at 10 o'clock this morning with the uh, hay and bedding auction. 11 o'clock will be the market auction, and we will start at 11 with the organic market cows, followed by the conventional cows and uh, market cattle today. Tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, full marketing day, including sheep, hog, and goats, and also, of course, uh, fed cattle, market cattle, 
And uh, feeder cattle sale tomorrow is at 12.30 start time. Folks, we've got a very nice lineup of feeder cattle. Weather should be a little better tomorrow. We do have a complete herd dispersal of, uh, of beef cattle. These are going to be black cows, red, red cows. Uh, again, uh, uh, the whole gamut of cows here, the mature cows. We do have a lot of red two-year-olds, yearlings, and young heifer calves. So a complete dispersal. So if you're in the beef business, a good opportunity for that tomorrow. Also, we do have a consignment of some very fancy black Angus cattle tomorrow. They're going to weigh six to 750 full vaccinations. So uh, a nice run of feeder cattle. That'll be 12.30 tomorrow. And then, of course, our Thursday sale does start at 11 o'clock. So, folks, if you got any questions, uh, 687-4101 is our phone number. And, uh, of course, it's cold today, so, folks, uh, uh, you know, use common sense when you're marking your livestock today. And like Jill said, by this afternoon, it'll be 14 above. And uh, uh, and then uh, listen to the other guy before, toward the end of the week, in the 20s and 30s. Um, yeah, well, Friday is 7, but then Saturday, oh, wow. Saturday and Sunday, it's 28 and 29. Oh, well, something to look forward to. Yeah. All right, well, folks, uh, you uh, stay warm, everybody. Jill, you also. We'll talk to you uh, tomorrow morning. Absolutely. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. We need to get through a few more chores. And I just clicked on a few more things, and I've got a few delays. Black River Falls School District is delayed two hours today. No AM4K, early childhood. And Melrose Mindoro is delayed two hours today. We got to get back to the chores. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. I always find it a little interesting. He's always planning for his next trip before he even gets back from vacation. Let's talk a little bit about weather today at wax 104.5 the wind there is a wind chill advisory bundle up when you step out here in eau claire we're at 17 below but it feels like 17 below zero today high of 14 tonight high of or down to four breezy tomorrow 22 it's going to feel kind of balmy i think we need to get to our last set of markets Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And here's our last look at markets. Sponsored by Northside Elevator. Chicago Board of Trade. March corn, 682 down a penny. Oats, 393 up a penny and a half. March soybeans, 1529 down six cents. March soybean meal, $484 a ton down three and a half dollars. And March wheat, 868 down a nickel. And our country elevator prices, wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, 682 for corn, 1469 for beans. Connorsville location, 682 for corn and 1464 for beans. Golden Plump in Arcadia, 655 for their corn. Baldwin, 635, 1458. Durant, 631 and 1452. Mondovi, 635, 1457 for beans. Elmwood, 635 for corn, 1462 for beans. Fall Creek, 622 and 1437. Osseo, 640 for corn, 1462 for beans. Elk Mound, 631 and 1483. Sparta, 628 and 1451 for beans. Ellsworth, 611 and 1408. Northside Elevator, Loyal Location, 628 for corn and 1458 for beans. Arcadia Location, 647 for so- 
for corn and 1460 for soybeans at our ethanol plants Boyceville 646 Stanley 638 and New Richmond 630 and rolling on over to our dairy markets barrels 158 up 2 and 3 quarter cents 40 pound blocks 188 down 8 cents gray double a butter 235 and a quarter up 8 cents and our class 3 milk futures January 1945 down 3 cents February 1794 down 12 cents. March down 20 cents to 1781. April 1802 down 16 cents. And May down 6 cents to 1849. And heading downwards through the end of the year. We've got a few more chores to wrap us up. And our closings that I have on the computer right now. Black River Falls School District is delayed Two hours today, no AM 4K or early childhood, and Melrose Manduro School District delayed two hours today, and our school closings at Wax Radio are brought to you by Hovlands and Service Master of Chippewa Valley. And that's what I have for you for the farm show this morning. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other. We'll wrap up with a few more chores and have a warm day. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi and the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.